Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, a partner who doesn't want to move in. When to introduce a controversial boyfriend to your conservative parents. Supporting a sibling with mental health issues and an intergenerational family fallout. Dear Viv, after a lot of consideration, I asked my partner if they'd like to move in with me. To my surprise, they said they couldn't live in my flat because it doesn't suit their lifestyle. Not enough creature comforts, not enough space for their clothes. This may seem trivial, but it took a lot of courage to ask the question, and I feel like their answer is a huge rejection. What does this mean about our relationship? Should I consider breaking up with them over this? Hello, passionate flat sharer. Thanks for your letter. I'm reading between the lines here with you saying they said and their lifestyle instead of he or she. But no matter the gender of your partner and would-be flatmate, this question has the same answer. This is a question about commitment. It sounds as if you're not on the same page. Have you had that conversation? Can you have that conversation? I feel bad that you're having that conversation with me instead of having it with your partner. Of course, this is a huge rejection, but I think there could be some sensible reasons for it and it doesn't necessarily mean the relationship is over. Maybe your partner really needs their own space. Maybe they just don't feel ready to move in with you yet. Maybe they want to break up with you but don't have the heart to say it. There are a million interpretations. You can't know until you have the conversation. I think you have to be prepared to open yourself up a bit in order to get to the truth. Say, you rejecting my offer to move in really hurt me. What's going on? Do you still want us to be together? Do you think we'll ever live together? There's no way to answer these questions without asking them. I don't think this is a trivial thing at all. 
but I also don't think it's immediate grounds for a breakup. Get yourself some rhinoceros hide and be prepared to ask the painful questions. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my boyfriend and I have been together for nine months now and my parents are really keen to meet him. The problem is he has several tattoos and piercings, which is a major part of his personality, which I adore and would never change, but I know my parents will be really against. They've made their feelings on these things quite clear for as long as I can remember, and I just don't know whether they'll be able to restrain their disapproval. Is it too soon to put him through this? Is there anything I can do to help reduce the impending nightmare that is them meeting for the first time? Ah, I love this question. I would really like to be a fly on the wall at this meeting. I wonder whether one of the best strategies here would be for them to meet on neutral ground, for starters. Your parents are going to feel less uncomfortable if you meet in a restaurant where there might be other tattooed, pierced individuals, for example. I don't know how comfortable they or your boyfriend will be if he comes into their own space on a first visit. But I'm racing ahead here. What you really want to know is whether it's too early for him to meet them when you've been together for nine months, which I think is really code for what if they react so badly that he dumps me. So what you're really talking about here is whether your parents are going to put your boyfriend off you. Meeting the parents is a big test of any relationship and I think maybe it's better to find these things out sooner rather than later. If your boyfriend is a decent person, then he'll understand that your parents are entitled to their views, however reactionary, old-fashioned and silly, and that their views actually have nothing to do with him, with you, and certainly nothing to do with your relationship. Of course, it's always possible that your parents will embarrass you with some odd looks or misplaced comments, but you can survive that. What will be interesting is to see how your boyfriend reacts. If he looks after you and shows you that it's okay, he can take this. I'm guessing that you've warned him in advance and explained your feelings about your parents, that although you have different views about things and they're not very tolerant, that you, you love them and they're still your parents. I'm sure he'll understand that. What a great meeting this will be. Maybe you should get a new tat and some piercings in solidarity. I'm only kidding. I don't want to give your parents a heart attack. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my sister has struggled with her mental health for years and recently went through a really bad depressive and anxious episode. Through some NHS therapy and medication, she's in a much better place now, but can still have bad days or weeks. While she was really ill, I helped as much as I could, but now that she's feeling better, we don't really discuss it. If I bring it up, she tends to brush it away, almost as if she doesn't need me now. Our family was never great at talking about our feelings and although we're close, we don't see each other very often. How can I make sure she's taking proper care of her mental health without making it seem like I'm being patronising or interfering? And how do I let her know that I'm here for her if she needs to have a proper talk? 
Oh, hello, caring sister. Thanks so much for this letter. We have a lot of people writing in about mental health issues, so it's always a welcome subject. And for anyone who's feeling a bit fragile uh, hearing about your sister, I would recommend that you have a look on mind.org online, the website, uh, where you'll find some support. But I think what's really important here is that you have to follow the lead of the person who has been ill. If your sister wants to put this behind her, or if she wants to make you into someone she doesn't talk to about this, then that is her choice and her prerogative. You have to respect that. I think you've already let her know that you're here for her if she wants a proper talk, although it's always worth spelling that out again if you feel you haven't said it explicitly. On the other hand, though, your other question bothers me slightly. How can I make sure she's taking proper care of her mental health? You can't. She's an adult and this is her responsibility. You're not her carer. This may be one of the reasons she doesn't really want to discuss this with you. She doesn't want to be made to feel inferior in the relationship and that she's the one who needs looking after So there may not be a way here for you to avoid coming across as patronising or interfering. The sensible thing to do is to make it clear that you are there for your sister if she chooses to reach out for you and then back off. I know this may be painful to hear because you really want to help and you would really love to be able to control and influence this situation and not have your sister experience another episode of bad mental health. But these things are not within your gift. Look after yourself and your own mental health. Be open and warm with your sister and take your cues from her. Frustrating as it may be, this is a time to step back, not step up. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, My nan won't speak to my brother for silly, long-forgotten reasons. Since their fallout, he's had a baby, her first great-grandchild, but she still won't resolve anything. I'm finding that my own feelings towards her are changing, as there's always this huge negative elephant in the room, and it's harder and harder to ignore, especially as the baby's first Christmas is coming up and she refuses to be a part of it. If I speak out, though, I can guarantee she'll stop speaking to me too. Oh, dear, dear. Grumpy Nan. Why has she done this? We can't know. She may have all sorts of reasons and they may actually be very good reasons. But what a nightmare. I can't help feeling that there's an element of control here. And I have seen this happen before, especially with older people in families. It's about making yourself the centre of things, perhaps when you know that life is moving on and you cannot be the centre of things anymore. I'm pretty sure that I will also do this when I'm old to make sure everyone in the family is talking about me and caring about what I think. It's a good way of staying relevant, isn't it? I think the thing to remember here is that we're all human and we all do silly, self-defeating things. It sounds like this is what your nan is doing at the moment. She probably can't even remember why she fell out with your brother, but I'll bet she'll be damned if she's the one who caves. And as you suggest, she is probably looking for ways to back up her negative feelings and finding someone else to stop speaking to, i.e. you, could be very useful. (laughs) 
So what to do when you feel so angry? Have a long think about what really matters to you and how you'll feel about this in the future. Though your nan may be petty and it's a real shame that she won't see her great-grandchild, you may regret it later if you spoil your relationship with her just to underline her pettiness. Be gentle with her and with yourself. Try and keep a lid on your anger and perhaps that will serve as an example to her and she'll stop being so childish. Someone needs to be the bigger person in this scenario. Why shouldn't it be you? Let's hope that behaviour is catching. Come on, Nan, wake up and smell the baby. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe. We've got loads of great episodes coming up. So just before you go, here's a little taster. I put all the cheese, I think in the shower, or the, like in the bath. I made Sol Meunier for this musician. He was like the coolest boy I'd ever met. And I made it for him on our second date, which looking back is just too, way too full on. You should never be making Sol Meunier for a boy on a second date. I'm Dolly Alderton, a journalist, writer and podcaster. And this week on The Pool, I'm sharing with you my plates to remember. Five meals that reflect not only who I am, but also the people that make me. You know how in Sex and the City, they're like, the fourth character is Manhattan. It was like, my co-partner in the book was just food. (laughs) God, this is embarrassing. I don't think I've ever said this on record before. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.